Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome to the Sports Fist episode 84, the Randy Ma episode. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon. With me in studio is John. Hi, John. Hey, how's it going? And internet celebrity Hans Van Sluten. How's it going? Um, okay, and we also have on the radio, on the phone somewhere... Um, the Sportive Hotline. The Sportive Hotline is what it's called. Uh, one Clarence Swamptown. Hi, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? And Stu. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's certainly going. Um so welcome back to me. Welcome back. You have, <laughs> I was out for a week. You have 49 uh, kids now. I do. I do. Now, it feels like it sometimes, but um, I have two now. Two boys. Had a son named Fitz. Um, I'm looking at... Fitty. Fitty. You can call him Fitty if you want to. Don't call back anytime. Great. Great. All right. We're done here. Let's wrap it up. Um, I'm looking at a uh, large gift bag in this room and you guys have not yep. divulged what this is this so. is the baby shower the we're having a baby, baby shower, shower right now for oh, you Jesus. this present is for fitty are we gonna do the um like smell what's in the diaper and see what like candy bar it is are we gonna do that i baby have shower no thing? idea what you're talking about uh, i've never the, been to a baby shower in my life the jelly beans inside the bottle and we guess how many jelly beans are in it is that what we're gonna do are you sure this isn't a four-year-old's birthday party? They are remarkably similar. Yeah. <laughs> Same amount of poop. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember I've been married for four months, so oh. I haven't been to baby showers yet. Oh, well, they're worthless and stupid. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what am I supposed to do with this? Do you want me You're to open supposed it? to open it. Okay. Open this. This kit. is from everybody at the Sports Fest. We got together, and we got you a little something, and we think it's, we think it's appropriate. So you're going to have to sort of describe what it is for everybody because they can't see you. They can't? It's the mistake we consistently make with the podcast is we keep assuming that the people who are listening can see exactly what we do a lot of like see. nodding. And we're like, hey, look at that. And impressions Wait, you are can't just faces. See that. Yeah. Also, um, that's a game that's taking place tonight and won't matter by the time you listen to this. Another classic yep. sport of mistakes. Those are basically our mistakes. Okay, so this is a large pink gift bag. That's yep. how I'll start it. This is also because I'm married and now this sort of thing is in the house. Okay, it looks like a blue... Playmate Igloo Cooler. Yep, but you have to open it. And then I'm going to... How do I open this? It's perfect because I like to take my lunch pail to work. Um, 
<laughs> okay. There's a pair of baby jeans in here. It says, don't worry, these are now the cleanest jeans you'll ever own. Welcome to the world of sports fest. Yes. Okay. All right. They are skinny jeans, yep. I think. We yeah, put them in the freezer. Skinny. That's amazing. Well, They're really cold. Yep. Very cold jeans. <laughs> we put them in the freezer so you knew they were clean because we knew you'd be worried about that. Boy, they smell clean. And the, impor- clean. That's the important what thing the, is, the freezer does for you. We did a lot of looking, and we found some wide leg boot cut ones, or whatever the ones that Clarence always wants are. No stretch to them. God damn it! No stretch. <laughs> now we figured the boot cut part was the most important part. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of a lot of room to put his hiking boots on. Yep. Yeah. So go ahead. I mean, they're they're in the cooler now, so they're fine. But by the end of the night, you're going to want to get those in the freezer just to keep them clean. Yeah, yeah, with all the rest of our clothes and we put in the freezer yep. every night. You guys must well, have like a couple grand. of chest freezers in the basement. Yeah, of course. Just to just keep all your jeans, jeans in. Yeah. yeah. I um so you know the genesis of this is um this is mostly just trolling because I'm not the one who did the freezer jeans thing. It was the guy from Levi's said this. No, I think that was you. That was you that was from Levi's. You were working at Levi's at the time. <laughs> so this guy, uh the CEO of Levi's said this is which is a weird thing for the CEO to say is like, here's a good way to preserve your jeans. You'd think he'd want to do something like go play outside in your jeans and wreck them and then buy more jeans. But he's Be like, sure hey, to pour is- a lot of paint thinner on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that the CEO would, would think up a way that absolutely in no way actually cleans your jeans, or but is selling it that way so that you think that he is environmentally conscious, but really he's just a crazy person trying to sell you more jeans. Yeah, I, I don't know what actually happens no, to jeans when not- you put them in the freezer. They get cold. Yeah. 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 Um, I have. That's step one. But what's step two, Hans? That's it. That's they it. get cold. That's what happens when things go in the freezer. <laughs> this is why he's on the podcast, everyone. What happens in the freezer? Next on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So, okay. So he says this tip put them in the freezer, or whatever. And I, don't, I didn't own any jeans, so I couldn't actually try it out myself. But mm-hmm. I did try it, like when I got a pair of jeans. You don't own a pair of jeans? I now own one pair of jeans. I never did for a long time. <laughs> I don't like jeans. You're like an entirely different species sometimes, you know that? <laughs> jeans, are, jeans are dumb. I'm wearing jeans right now, and I have feelings. You can oh, do my. better. You can do better than no, those I jeans. No, I can't. We've had this conversation many times. <laughs> I cannot do better. Maybe you can do better somehow with your $700 space-age carbon fiber yeah. pants. So I compute. I didn't own a pair of jeans. I didn't. I just recently got a pair. So I tried it, and I had friends over, and they were in the freezer at the time. And somebody, like, went to go get a, some ice or whatever, and they somehow, like, got distracted and didn't do it. But it was momentarily, like, the most horrifying thing in the world. <laughs> that one of my friends would be like, what the fuck is going on in here? Um, but I had worn these jeans, like, eight times without washing them, and they smelled kind of sweaty and rank or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I put them in there, and I, they came out, and I swear to God, they smelled fine. Really? I swear to God. I, mean, I don't believe that. I know. You shouldn't. It's weird. It's weird that it works like that way. But I also like... I bet they stunk really quickly after they warmed up, though. That's what I don't know. Like, I don't remember checking them out again or whatever. But I think... I don't know. I don't know. So that's the story of uh, freezer jeans. That is the story of freezer jeans. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. That's perfect. You invented for- this technique, and now your son can partake <laughs> in it as well. Yes. Yes, that's great. And it's a perfect little cooler for my lunch because I'm a lunch pail guy. Yep. Um, you know me. Yeah, blue collar. lunch pail guys don't wear jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, see. When I go to have... the construction site every day. I'm sure you know this. Having already had children, they have accidents and you have to bring extra clothes with you. They do. But you want those clothes to stay clean. So now you have a cooler in which to keep the extra jeans. 
Well, that's great. That's it's great. both practical and I, I really think it's the best baby gift that we could possibly have come up with. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, we've actually been recording this whole thing where most people, I'm sure, probably couldn't care less, but I'm happy about it. <laughs> most people couldn't care less is true of our entire podcast. Yeah, it's so. not like we're going to get It's not like again. now it gets good. Um, all right, so we want to talk about, um, we'll get to the wild because we've got our, um, our hockey stack guy here. Um, maybe talk a little soccer at some point, if possible, if you think there's any updates. Maybe 30, really? 45 seconds. I don't know. Did maybe. you say that? Maybe. Um, Man, fatherhood is, double fatherhood has changed you. Very <laughs> reasonable. Very reasonable now. Yep. But we should start out with the biggest news, which is the signing of um, of beloved bigot Tory Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves him except for the percentage of the population that is homosexual. That he yeah doesn't and, that uh, he hates yeah, and thinks he, should be eradicated from here. Percentage of people that think that homosexuals are people. Yeah. So like yeah, <laughs> that's somewhere you would think that would be most people, but yeah. So he signs for one year, $10.5 million. He's 39 years old, going to play right field. Um, the worst defensive right fielder in the game. Um, by any measurement. I, I, th- I don't think he passed the eye test. He didn't pass any of the statistical tests. The only person who believes he plays pretty good defense is Terry Ryan. Yep. Who has publicly admitted he doesn't trust any of the... Which actually, I think he has that in common with Clarence. You don't trust any of those either, right, Clarence? I do. It's only about the Denard Span one. You think he's like an outlier sort of deal? I think that they have limitations. Okay, do you just okay. like Tory Hunter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if Willingham was still playing? Would he still be the worst? <laughs> well, if you put oh. Josh Willingham in right field, obviously Josh Willingham becomes the worst right fielder. <laughs> so just we... put like orange, you know, safety pylons out there. Just <laughs> they have roughly the same mobility as, t- as tape Willingham. a glove on top of the cone and hope it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you'd be fine. Um, so I think that the reaction um, has been um, very negative for the most part. Is that oh, right? I think, yeah. I think the reaction's been surprisingly positive from, okay. Okay. quote, among unquote, the, the Rube. the average fan, the Rube. Okay. You're yeah. Tom Han- the Tom Hansons of the world. Tom Hansons Tom Hanson from Anoka have really been in favor of this one. The people that the last time they heard about Tory Hunter was when he left Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, and he was still kind of really good. Right. Um, can somebody um, just drink the Kool-Aid with me for a little bit and try to... I'm just really... I want to know if this is possible that it could work out in a, somewhat of our favor. He can still kind of hit. He was okay. He hits year, right-handed, right? which is an advantage at target field because... I kind of. He hit like two, almost 290 last year. Had yeah. 17 home runs. He's over 700 OPS. I think I saw like 760, if, like if he was the fourth outfielder, I think that'd be fine. That, those are good numbers. So let's not pretend that this is anything more than a victory. Those are good line. numbers. What am yeah. I missing oh, yeah. here? We can rip on his defense. No, his defense is terrible. His offense is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, is that let's 770 say. OPS? It's a, it's a what, 111 OPS plus? That's good. Yep. But that's... He's he's also a corner outfielder. It should be at least that. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you want to say his his offense is any better than a tiny bit above average, a tiny bit maybe. I mean, Does, corner outfielder, he should have at least a one a eight hundred nine hundred OPS, right? I yeah. guess that offense is down a little bit, but still, I'm not that impressed with his offense considering he's a right fielder. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's better than Jordan Shavers. Okay, okay. it's better than Sam Folds. Okay, 
So because we're so bad, this is I mean, a little bit of an improvement. He's, fi- he's fine offensively. He's fine offensively. He generally he doesn't was get, fine offensively. He's he gonna, generally doesn't get particularly hurt, which puts him a step above your Willinghams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He tends to play a lot even when he shouldn't. Um, if you want... I think you have to look no further than Jim Suhan's column this morning to get the the rube attitude of hey he's going to be a clubhouse leader i'm so this glad you still read that this clubhouse is going to be way more fun i ride the bus for like six hours every morning My God. i have nothing else to do do you ever read his column and go not bad man not bad I, every <laughs> single one of them like fuck this guy is every single one of them like that like what's his batting average as a i hate read i don't know i gotta okay. start listening to his podcast just for the anger that would be part of that yeah yeah by the way, an update. Remember how we were talking about Mike Russo was doing podcasts with the worst people in the world, and one of them was Adrian Dater? He got fired now. <laughs> yeah. He not only is suspended, he got fired from no, the Denver Post. Yeah. Social media oh, yeah. harassment. <laughs> That's Amazing. impressive. Yeah. From the Denver Post, a paper that hardly even exists anymore. He, uh, I will say, to his credit, he did own up to everything and admit that he was an absolute asshole. That's true. He's not. He's that half step above Jay Mariotti at this point. There are a lot of those guys. There are way more of just the, well, you guys are talking about me. Something's yep. working. Bob Sansevier. So Suhan's column was... Okay, um, no one's talking about Bob Sansevier, though. So that's yeah, not even sorry. working for him. I, I regret guy. even mentioning Bob Sansevier. <laughs> he can't even troll. Like That's the easiest thing in the world. Like if you, you know, And he still can't even do that. And he's got a radio show on 105.7, which has the exact same number of listeners as we do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> that station, every listener of that station is the people who are going, wait a sec, I thought this was Christmas music this time of year. <laughs> when is it? This is, Isn't that the one where they... Uh, they send like the superstar like to the highest point, like the hilltop water tower, and just yell out yeah. the show. Just that, and that's their signal. Yep. He just yells with the <laughs> megaphone from the hilltop water tower. It works. Like, they're, they're big in Columbia Heights. I know that. It somehow yeah. works on the city of Minneapolis power grid, so you have to plug your radio <laughs> in to get the signal. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So Suhan's column was the rah rah. It was the. Guy. Tory Hunter is a clubhouse leader. He's going to make the clubhouse a better place. He's going to be the leader that Byron Buxton and Aaron Hicks need. Yeah. And yeah. he did mention how great of a mentor Kirby Puckett was for Tory Hunter, which was a long-term story that you don't hear a lot about anymore after Kirby Puckett sort of took the Bill Cosby route of yeah. every after his career well, didn't was over. Some, didn't someone do some calculations and figure out that there's very little time they ever even were together? That they could have been... I think so. That Torrey Hunter didn't, wasn't around Kirby that much to be able to be mentored by him. Yeah. It's a hard thing to know. I believe that entirely. Well, it was more of a spring training deal yeah. was the point. They didn't spend a lot of time at Major League level, but they they were at a number of spring trainings. I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe. I, I would like to believe that Tory Hunter is going to be a positive influence on Aaron Hicks, that he's going to be a positive influence on any number of young players. Mm-hmm. I would like to believe that, and so I'm going to... My plan is to not think about it very much. Just just assume that yep. that's happening. He got, he's been good for a long time. He obviously did that. He, he figured some things out. He's going to pass along certain strategies. He's going to pass along the wisdom of the ages. Hitting fundamentals... Defense fundamentals. For Aaron Hicks, it might be how to show up on time. How to, yeah. How to read a clock. <laughs> yep. How to read a digital clock. Here's how to set your alarm. You know, if you're struggling. Here's how to set a second alarm. You may want to show up a little early. Yeah. yeah. How much of it do you think is that Hicks just gets the yips or something, though? I mean. I don't know. 
I mean, obviously, weird. There's no way we can yeah. know, know that. But it just seems like he's got... Everybody says he has all the talent in the world. Yeah. But he just... He's in his own head or something. I don't I don't really know. And there's obviously a lot of leaks um, from... Or mentions of Guardia that he just isn't a hard worker. Yeah. But again, I don't have any idea if, if he is or he isn't or... Uh, How would yeah. you like that if you did your boss did that? Yeah. He just like walked out. And, yeah, you know this guy over here. He's not kind sure of a though. shitty worker. Yeah. You know? like, know. this guy is not doing a lot of work. That would really motivate you to be your best. Yeah, <laughs> and then Wade but, does that every day. <laughs> but me. if you're not going to be motivated to try hard, be, I mean, it's something that Aaron Hicks and every one of these guys in the major leagues has spent their entire life devoted to this. I have to assume they're all extremely. Uh, um, interested in getting better at their jobs. It's also there's million multi-million dollar opportunities. So there's all these things that are your motivations. It's hard for me to to think that now Tory Hunter is going to like provide some extra added layer beyond the you devoted your whole life to this and you have hundred million dollars at stake. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. but he's not going to. I don't know, but maybe it does work, and we just haven't ever seen any evidence of it. I, 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 I would like know. to believe that it's true. Yeah, let's just. We choose to believe that he will be helpful. I mean, in that I think regard. it's fair to think. I mean, you, we, I think it's easy to forget that these are kids a lot of times. I mean, when yeah. you were 21 years old, right? What the hell did you know? Yeah, you know, like you're just an idiot. I'm 32 years old, and, I and someone that was 30 years old when you were 21 seemed old as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. someone that's 38, 39, he's going to seem like a father figure, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not saying that that's what Tori's going to be to him, but you know, he may actually listen to him more. Kind of like Stu around yeah, here, right? Songline. Sage wisdom. So he may listen to him more than He can be Gardy. my father. I mean, would you listen to Gardy? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm just happy about? I'm happy we're into the point of the Twins offseason, where no matter what they do, you end up going, why would they do that? That's amazing. Why? It's just good. It's good to have it back. Worked up about a one-year deal. No matter. It's, it's fucking one year. It's not. Oh, I, don't think it was, I don't think we're upset about the money. No. I, I briefly was like ten and a half million. Then I thought, wait, I don't care if it's fifty and a half million. No, gives a shit how much money they spent over one. They're yep. way under budget. Doesn't matter. It's one year, and he's taking at bats from Jordan Schaefer. Yeah, <laughs> it, I'm saying Tori's. It's a good sign. I'm just saying I can't. I can't work up the. Fucking I don't age. think it. It doesn't affect the bottom line at all. It doesn't affect wins and losses a whole lot, no matter what. I I think you could if you wanted. If you still cared, I obviously gave up on them years ago, but. If you still cared about the organization and was hoping that they would learn or exhibit like different behavior, I can see this being a really, really sad thing. Like, fuck, they just do not learn. They keep doing the no. same shit but, I mean, over and this, over and over again. I'm sure Kubel they did this and because... Bartlett and now Hunter again. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Find some other people. God, there's so many major leaguers out but there. The only reason they did this wasn't they didn't they weren't looking at his stats. They were looking at Tory Hunter was so popular when he was yep. here mm-hmm. he's gonna put butts in the seats it's it <laughs> that's is fine it's totally I can't, fine i can't get angry about it. i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm losing my edge well know. the he thing is like the here. people who are into he was beloved the people who are into like defensive analytics or whatever i'm guessing most likely have their expectations so fucking low to begin with that they're not even that disappointed and the people who are like Casual fans, whatever. Again, they hear the name Tory Hunter, and he was pretty good last year from a hitting perspective. They're probably mildly happy. So I think it's sort of in that sweet spot of like, eh, sort of thumbs up, sort of thumbs down. I don't have the energy to like really hate this move because he's again, he's not like the worst player in the league or anything. Yeah, and here's the thing: we've he might be a terrible defensive right fielder. We all know he is, but we've been watching Oswaldo Garcia out there for like two years, <laughs> oh, right. and it's a miracle when he faces forward when right. the ball's in play. <laughs> 
He's like lining up in the stands, talking to fans while the game's going on. Hunter almost always is looking at the plate when the ball is pitched. For the most part. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's sort of an upgrade. Yeah, that's true. Um, maybe he'll be... How many, okay, here's my question. How many at-bats do you think he'll get this season? I think he'll get 495 at-bats. 495. I think he'll end up playing about 120 games. Okay. Because some, something will go... He's 39 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Something will go wrong on his body. He'll play 152 or something. He'll play fucking all the time. Really? Okay. So He's not really a platoon candidate, right? Because he... <laughs> we don't no, do I don't think so. We don't do platoons. I don't, I, I don't know what his splits are. Is Molitor today told Tori that when Molitor signed with the Twins, he was 39 years old, just like Tori Hunter is, and he played, I think he said like 159 games. The point to Tori being... Yeah, I know you're old, but it, we signed you here to play, just like I did when I signed with the Twins. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. And Molitor was partying like a madman back then. <laughs> and Molitor was in charge of, of Hunter playing. So Molitor did uh, live a couple of long years in his life, real long years. He looks like it too. He does look like it. <laughs> he looks like he's about 74 years old. Yeah, he's got that Otis Nixon thing going. He does. <laughs> Otis Nixon looked like Gandhi and he was 24 years old. Another guy who the twins signed. Like, I think he was 40 or something the year the twins signed him. And he just looked 89. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, a little shriveled up. <laughs> Four feet tall at that point. Yep. He just hunched over, just walker out to center field. Yeah, just. yeah that was amazing. Um do we want to talk about, um, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, that uh, asked, who, who dared ask a news question in a news conference today? Mike, Mike Ber- Bernardino? Mike Bernardino. And Dory Hunter called him a What a motherfucker. Break. How dare you ask a question to the guy who scheduled a press conference and asked the press to come? As someone pointed out on Twitter, if the reason that they're signing you is veteran leadership and clubhouse leadership. Try to be a veteran leader. You might, you might not want to get angry yeah, about a question a about leadership. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that, you prick. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mature response to a question that is on the minds of a lot of people around now. And this was not an out of context thing. He called him no. a prick like four times, too. Did he? I'm I didn't see sure. the transcript. He's like, no, seriously, he's a prick. That's a prick right there. Like it, a few times. Like, he should have just said it was a sure. clown question. Yeah. Didn't, it's a clown bro, question, bro. Didn't he ask for, like, Sid afterwards, too? <laughs> Where's Sid? <laughs> he doesn't challenge me. Um, oh. that was fine to ask that question, right? Yes, yeah. that was absolutely. Yeah. It was a good question. Yeah, that is strange to me, and um, I like that Mike Bernardino asked it. I like Mike Bernardino yes. a lot more now that he was just like, you know what? I don't care about being nice to Tory Hunter. I wasn't here when he was here before. He's not my. He's not my buddy. I'm going to ask him a hard question about an inflammatory, terrible thing that he said. Yeah. Not even, yeah, not out of bounds, not even that no. difficult of a question. Tori he was has, literally campaigning on it in public last month. This isn't like old, this right. isn't like asking, like, you're not asking Jared Allen about his two DUIs when he was in Iowa or whatever. Yeah, we're not uh, hacking into his computer and saying, what's with this type yeah. of porn you prefer? 1998, you said something horrible about gay people, yeah, and we're yeah. bringing that up again. Oh, I mean, he was stumping for a candidate last month about it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So it's absolutely inbounds to ask yep. about it. All he had to say was, that that's what I said. I stand by it. You know? We <laughs> well, I don't know if that's all he would have had to say. I think people still I would know, have been angry I mean, about if that. he wants to just, you know, he could have done, I mean, Matt Burke, 
seems to handle these questions just fine when he gets them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Matt, Bur- Matt Burke is even more hardcore about it, but, I mean, he doesn't... He'll talk about it, and he'll well, move Matt, on to football. Yeah, Matt Burke so. is... Matt Burke is white. So nobody well, bothers awesome. him too much. Yeah, it's yeah not, that's true. I think more importantly, did you guys see the Players' Tribune? Derek Jeter cleaning out his locker. No. Photo essay. No. no, that sounds amazing. Oh, it, no. It is, it is something How much leadership did he show <laughs> while cleaning it? It's about, it's Just about, a gritty uh, cleanup? It's about which, uh, which, which third bases he's going to pack up and take with him. And so it's not all like cheesecake photos of him, like just soft focus. Oh, they're all black and white. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I am not <laughs> kidding. They are all black and white. <laughs> of course they are. You can't. Color would be show offy at a time like that. <laughs> yeah, give me a, a true leader is only yeah. photographed in the color. Yeah. Winston Churchill, but Franklin there's, Delano there's, Roosevelt, no, Derek no Jeter. Point to it either. It's just pictures and then him talking about stupid things. But it is. Yeah, it should be. It should be checked out by everybody. I like the Players Tribune because I know it's always going to get a mention when it's stupid, like Tiger Woods getting up in arms about a parody column. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's all a bunch of publicity, you know, written by some PR hack. It's terrible and wonderful all at the same time. Exactly. I couldn't be happier about it. So shout out to Mike Bernardino. Yep. Good for you, buddy. Um, I saw that uh, uh, Darren Wolfson, Doogie, Doogie? was upset about it. About the question? He said that was inappropriate. I don't think that's inappropriate. He said you should, um, he should have asked for a one-on-one later and not do this in this setting. Like what the fuck? It's a press conference. It's a press conference. Why? That was the weird part. Is that there were there were members of the news media getting upset that news was happening at a news conference. <laughs> That's insane. You're Do you realize just, how insane that is? It's supposed to just they hug finally him. have a. It just I. It made no sense. <laughs> Other people are like, well, we won't write about something like this. This is. Beneath us. We'll write about how he's happy to be back. This is how it's done. <laughs> he's going to retire here. He likes us. He really likes us. You're in Rockridge. Yeah. He also does this thing, which, okay, he's like a million times better at his job than I would ever be if I had that job. Yes. That goes without saying. But he does this thing where he's, uh, anytime um, like a young athlete on a, a player on a different team does well, like a rookie or a second year, he goes, oh, the whatever GM in the, uh, the local gym really wanted that guy. Like Mike Trout's having a great year. Yeah, Terry Ryan loved him coming out of the yep. draft. He does that every single time. It's like Oladipo, great game yesterday. Flip really wanted him if he could have gotten him. Flip would have loved to have Oladipo. It's like, God, where'd you get that information? Oh, really? Where'd you get that nugget? I want. Don't reveal your source, but I wonder if it's someone within the organization. Am I right in saying that Mike Trout was picked like twenty fifth in the draft? Twenty fourth, I think. Twenty fourth. Yeah. What happened? He was from the upper northeast. So nobody wanted to go there because it was snowy? Basically. I mean, they don't scout there like they do in Florida and Texas wow. and California. Because he was good, like, immediately. It's not like he was picked in the fourth round. That's true, I mean, but <laughs> yeah, the best player of well, his generation. Well, Albert Pujols was 13th round. That's true. Trout's first year wasn't record-setting. Really? No. He was only there for about. Half no, I want to. Bl- I want to blame people for this. I don't want reason commentary. I want to. I want to get angry at the twenty-three teams in front of him. One uh, of which was probably the Twins, right? Yeah. Oh, it had to be. Who would we pick? Ryan Mills. <laughs> Ryan Mills. Uh, B.J. Garvey. Good old Ryan Mills. Adam Johnson. Yeah. 
<sighs> okay. Right, so, so I, I want to I want to talk about a couple other moves they made. Number one was hiring Joe Vavra as the bench coach, which made absolutely no sense to anyone. I think he is the token guy who understands how to work a computer in the organization. Joe Vavra is? Yeah. They're like, well, he understands the fan guy. graphs. Isn't the bench coach supposed to be like the assistant manager? Yeah, so he's the like guy the with guy the spreadsheet. When Paul Molitor is like, so you want a bunt here? Joe Vavra can be like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's about right. So it's just spreadsheets? Hey, you got a dip? Yeah, here you go. That's that's the bench coach. What I what I thought they were going to do was hire somebody with managerial experience because Paul Molitor had never been a manager. Mm-hmm. And so they could have someone to say, all right, Paul, you might not want to change pitchers 14 times this inning just to try to get a good matchup. Right. Just let this guy pitch for a while. And Joe Vavra hasn't been a manager since he was in Class A in 1996 or something like that. No, they he's he knows his spreadsheets, man. Really? Spreadsheet guy. He is the Ryan Saunders of the Twins. He is the Hans Van Sluten. Hans Van Sluten of the Twins. No spreadsheets. Than Joe Vavra. I said it. Well, I mean, Molitor will listen to him then because I think Molitor is kind of that. He's willing to listen to the new sort of advanced stats and stuff like that. I think so. He. Everybody says that he's actually willing to try to learn something. I mean, I think that people. all came from like him doing the defensive shifts, yeah. and like everybody just assumes, well, he must be like reading Fangraphs every day. But yeah, <laughs> he loves Fangraphs. But I mean, I, I noticed that like that center field spot this year got pretty worn out in that one split. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much they were shifting. But. I just want to see the Twins shift once. But I just I, want to see them platoon guys sometimes. But I mean, the stats say that they were shifting about league averages. Really? Year. Yeah. Hmm. They shifted guys last much year. More than, much more than they did the year before. That's great. And Vavra is, is a stats guy, but he was like their third or fourth choice. I mean, they've already had reports that like three or four guys turned twins down. And yeah. Kind of, Delano DeShields. Fine. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I always love the flowers reports. and donuts. Every Those day. are my favorite guys. I'm still available. They're like, well, Don Zimmer turned them down. Then they found out Don Zimmer died a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. That was a mistake on everybody's part. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah. And it's just more and more random people until there's like 39 people who have turned the job down, mm-hmm. including people who would never turn the job down but wanted to get their agent to be like, oh yeah, he turned that job yeah, down. He- Let's get his name out there. Yeah, exactly. Jay Mariotti turned that job down. Oh, man. See, he's in the headlines again. He's on your brain, man. He is. I can't stop thinking about <laughs> can't Jay Mariotti. can't stop thinking about him. Oh, man. That's such a, such a John thing. Um, okay, so are we still allowed to call them call the twins cheap, even though they just signed them for $10.5 million? Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. It's one year. Yes. Yep. yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good. Good. I still want to complain about that. Can I, if I can quote Clarence Swamptown, spend, 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 spend. And if I can quote us on an earlier one, say what you will about payroll whiners, at least it's an ethos. Yeah. We know that it's not fucking perfect, but it's something. It's a fucking strategy. Far from perfect. Far from, I'm not even, I I advocated them just throwing, just burning the money. Garbage. Blow it on hookers and black tar heroin was one strategy. I That's a strategy. Was that a volunteer joke? Because you- <laughs> <laughs> that actually might be in play. <laughs> I just want yeah. to yeah. rule anything out. It yeah. happened to Ron Washington. Don't give him any ideas. Yeah. Spend that fucking money. Spend it. Yep. So I'm- makes me happy. I would love if they took... Who's the top free agent pitcher this year, probably? Scherzer. 
Scherzer? Scherzer. I would yeah. love if they John just Lester. said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give Max Scherzer a two-year, $97 million contract. Yeah, be amazing. We're not going to get tied down long-term, <laughs> no. but we're going to give him $44 million a year. Yeah. Just to absolutely blow everyone's mind. God, I would love it. That would be awesome. You know what? We got the money. We're not going to use it. We need a number one starter. We don't want to tie, tie him down to a 10-year contract. Here you go. $94 million for two years. Ugh. Good luck. Okay, so you wanted to talk about Vavra. Did you say uh, Vavra? Volvo, probably. Joe Volva. Um, did you have another thing that you want to talk about? Uh, we should probably talk about Eduardo Nunez getting offered a contract. I was going to say, they, they really, everybody. They, they really did. buried that one, too. Like nobody, We didn't even have time to complain about it because we were too busy complaining about the Tory thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the team next year. Yeah. Edward Nunez. He's going to be he's gonna They get wanted to make sure he didn't year. get away. And so they're going to probably pay him more than $2 million. And again, we don't care about the money. But he, as, but we know that they care about the money, yeah. so they're not going to take and overspend beyond that. As our good friend Aaron Lehman pointed out, he can't hit or field. And he plays the infield, so his throwing arm doesn't matter. And again, it's not even just about the money sometimes. It's about a roster spot. Yeah. Like, he's going to take one of those. Why try anybody else? Bring Bartlett back. There are I mean, so he many. might have some gas in the tank. <laughs> he the whole season off. <laughs> Rest in his- it's absolutely true. Why Eduardo Nunez? Why not any of the... Thousands of other replacement level players. Why not Doug Bernier? Do you think they thought he was Eduardo Escobar? That could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would not put the pass on to be like, wait a sec. You, did you write Nunez down? I meant Escobar. Oh, I meant Escobar. If I read that like in a tweet, I wouldn't even go back and read the actual article. I'd be like, yep, that yep. makes sense. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, they did that. That doesn't surprise me. How annoyed do you think Danny Santana is right now? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm never going to be shortstop yeah. now. <laughs> I got to play center field forever. <laughs> Oh man! Why? It makes so little sense. There's no, there's nothing they need him for. There's no position for him to play. Eduardo Escobar does everything he does except way better. Yeah. Danny Santana needs to play shortstop because they got to figure out if he can play shortstop in the major leagues at some point. Yes. He hit. He had a great season offensively last year, yeah, he's but great. he's not going to be a center fielder forever. So he's, he wasn't much of one last year. No. And he's not 19 years old. We've got a bunch of time to figure it out. Like, we have to figure it out immediately. He yeah, should be starting shortstop. He has to play shortstop. 40 so games at least, right? They have two backup shortstops on the roster. Why? Why do you want Eduardo Nunez back? Are you hoping he declines arbitration? <laughs> Are you hoping he's just like, nope, sorry, guys. I really respect what you did here, but I'm going to go ahead and just... I'm quitting baseball. I'm I mean, going to go live with Jason Bartlett. I love that you still... Um, I'm going to go be a Squidward impersonator. Exactly. Work at Kids Park. Kids I've Park always Park. wanted to be a Nickelodeon on ice. Yeah. I'm going to skate the role of Squidward. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. But I think it's I think it's just adorable that you're still disappointed in this team. <laughs> I, That's great. I just... It's like I said, we're into the part of the off season where you just, mm-hmm. what is going on? Isn't Why? that amazing? Yeah, it's not like one decent and then one not. So and then it's just every single one. Like, what the fuck? Yep. What are you doing? It's and now the the other thing is now that they signed Tory Hunter, Terry Ryan came out and said, I think today they say, well, what we really want to focus on is pitching now. And what we're all hoping is that he means that we're going to get a really good pitcher. But no. what we know he yeah. means in our heart. Is that he's out there looking for another Mike Pelfrey. Yep. And they have, for the 55th year in a row, the Twins have 
10 Mike Pelfries somewhere in the organization. Yeah. You can just tick them off on your fingers all the way down. Tommy Malone, Ricky Nolasco, Mike Pelfrey, Kyle Gibson. Alex Meyer is 37 years old and still in the minor <laughs> leagues. Trevor May pitched a couple of times last year and walked everyone. Uh-huh. But at some point, they're going to have to figure him out. They have like nine starting pitchers already, all of whom are terrible except Phil Hughes. Yeah. Why, would, why in God's name would you want to sign another... They're going to sign Kevin Correa again, aren't they? Is aren't they? Is he available? I, if he was a free agent, his contract was up after last year. Call there, up Rand. He's if got he's a not Correa still tracker. available, there is no guy. <laughs> probably there. He's probably who took the picture of Rand at the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's sitting next to Rand and Julie at, yep. the, at the Nutcracker or whatever the fuck they're <laughs> it's at. Just, those two, Correa and Christian Ponder. <laughs> hey, Julie, you mind if Kevin comes? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fine, fine, Michael. I mean, Jesus. He's living in the basement. Yeah, I guess he's on the couch anyway. Yep. Oh, you might man. as well come with us. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it's another just surreal moment when they said they're looking for an innings eater. Oh. Like, you have so many innings eaters. <laughs> innings most is of not your organization. <laughs> good oh. innings. Look for good Maybe innings. Maybe they just wow. see the baseball season as we just need to get through this. <laughs> got to get through this. <laughs> We haven't yeah, even brought it up yet. Broxy, have you seen the name that they're kicking around that they were tied to? Oh, Jesus. Give Rance. it to me. Are you, are you ready for this? I'm sitting down. Oh, you need to. I need to know that you're ready for Hand this. on the beer. I have, I, I have the beer up next to my mouth. Does that help? This is a legitimate rumor. Not, not even a rumor. They're talking to the agent of... Andrew Elbert. No, 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 you motherfucker. You do not go with my emotions like this. Don't you dare. You son of a bitch. I'm going to burn these jeans immediately. You motherfucker. Do not say that ever again. How dare you? I'm in a fragile state right now. I'm underslept. Oh, man, I can't deal with this right now. They seriously are in negotiations with oh, oh, man, the dream's alive. The dream's alive. I have to cancel my Japanese vacation I planned for this summer, but that's fine. Or my Korean vacation. Hey, you know what? He was pretty okay when he was up here last time. I know he topped out at 74 miles an hour, but he had like a 1.4 whip, so that was pretty good for us. If and Tommy I, Malone goes down, you want the nearest possible replacement to Tommy Malone. And uh, I think he's still only like 21 years old, right? Did I have that right that he was 18 when I said that he was had a pretty good future ahead of him? He was drafted at the age of 13. Yeah. No, yeah, he's got a good future. Uh, no, he's 37 years old. Oh. I got him mixed up. That was embarrassing. I want that to happen so much. Oh, God. So embarrassing. Jesus. Andy Albers. That's great. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to be the Maybe one that... the twins are just like this <laughs> massive troll. Yep. They're just the, the longest of cons. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to just keep doing stupid... But so last year when they signed Jason Bartlett and everybody was like, I can't believe they did that. They're like, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be real good. They're going to figure it out now. Right. And all the media was like, ah, Dave St. Peter's out there. Who cares? It's just 25th man. They're like, ah. Oh! How can they not figure this out? We're not even trying anymore. <laughs> what they haven't mentioned yet the is guy that, who hmm? in charge of making sure fans care was ripping on fans for caring. Yep. Yeah, that's your job, idiot. Is <laughs> to hope that fans continue to care. And not be apathetic. Hey guys, can you just go do something else for a couple months while we're planning this out? Could you please stop talking about us? Seriously, ripped on fans for caring. 
We haven't Stanley. told you yet that Molitor is going to be a player manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be actually awesome. Uh, Tory Hunter is going to be a player manager. As somebody said, he's going to be like another manager on the roster. Well, we need. They one. basically have two managers. God, it's unbelievable. Paul Molitor, and then if you're drawing the org chart, it's Tory Hunter right here, right next to Paul Molitor, yeah. and everybody reports up to them. So most of us um, and our little community of geeks, obviously, we're not happy about the signing or not, you know, not thrilled about it. But you're right. Different. Yeah, indifferent, probably. I'm an indifferent. But you're right that most people are probably like, oh, shit, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just amazing how many, um, and not good or bad, but how many fans just do think or believe or buy into that, like, leadership and grit and whatever, heart. And there's yep. no, it's Toughness. just amazing that that's not like a minority. That's like the majority of fans, the vast majority, <laughs> without even thinking well, about it. Well, you're like, surprised that most fans don't understand math? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, um, they don't. They don't not understand math. They just don't think it means... They just don't value it or whatever. So you mean people that believe in math are looked down upon by the average person. <laughs> yes. This is surprising to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you describing Hans's life? I was going to say, that's, that's my high school. Right here. <laughs> therapy. We are in group. You can yep. let it all out. This is group. Just oh, go yeah. ahead and sob it out. We're here for you. Yeah, no, but I mean, like every single family gathering you go to if you mention it most people will be like eh, not bad right pretty cool pretty good he's a good player 17 home runs whatever and you just i just don't have the energy to explain like that doesn't really that, matter and there's you know whatever i i mean like my my dad who i like to think of as an intelligent person mm-hmm. he he hangs out with me theoretically he's listening to me but there's so many times where i had to be like Dad, quit making fun of Joe Maurer. He had a head injury. He hurt his brain. He had a bruise on his brain. Yeah. Just leave him alone. He shouldn't be back in the lineup. Yeah. Come do, on. Do you think that's a generational thing? Or do you think that a number of people our age are going to grow up and in, and in 30 years be that exact same person as your dad? Some things go away with generations, and some things just sort of stay no matter what. I think we. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see when we get older. I think this generation, or th- I think we are at a turning point where people are seeing, even in hockey, you're seeing people caring about concussions like they never did before. That's true. Right. I mean, they, you never heard about concussions in the 80s and 90s. When, right. I, when I was a kid, I distinctly remember that concussions were like funny. Right. Like you, you'd get one of those books that were like the greatest bloopers, and they'd sort of make light of this guy. Oh, he got hit in the head, and then he fell over again. He couldn't remember his name. Got <laughs> up and he sort of like wobbled. Oh, I mean, and like fell the best fights again. in hockey were the ones where the guy was knocked yeah. unconscious, so the guy was checked against the boards. And now you're like, oh, oh god, that yeah. guy's probably going to be ruined yep. for life now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So he might end up committing suicide after he's done. Yeah. We should probably help. I mean, that's him. what makes it harder to watch football now too. I mean, that's like the yeah. worst for that. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting because I, I know people my age too, though, they're still sort of like the um, that sort of old school thinking yep. of. Oh, it'll always be there. Yeah. It's the nature of this, you know, it's glad Stupidity will fighting. always yeah. be in the world. Yeah. Well, I just wonder if it'll it'll decrease at all. Stupidity? I think stupidity has been constant stupidity, pretty much. Stupidity, I think, will always be around. History. We'll just have different things to complain about. Yep. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. People complained about the forward pass in football for <laughs> decades. Okay. I still complain about the forward right, pass. And the forward I, pass. I still watch you pack ten. I still watch rugby. What are you talking about? <laughs> Quit passing and it's cheating. Yeah. No. I don't know. Um, 
Okay, I think I'm done talking about the Twins. I think after six hours or however long we've been here, we can probably be done talking about the Twins. They have... Somehow I just enjoy the Twins talk more because they're so... There's so much craziness there. It just it feels good to get it all out. And it's really really the only thing that when we bring up, we know that we're just all going to agree with each yep, other. Yep, that's true. It feels good. I'm just already apprehensive about moving on to the next subject because I know I'm going to start yeah. getting what if it's so that or yeah, I'm going to get called a serial killer. It's just yeah. going to be awful. Yeah, we're all going to end up hating each other. But yeah. the twins, we all like each other, and that's bond. a good thing. It's it's the only organization in town where we all are in agreement on exactly how incompetent they are yep that's true what are the timberwolves doing (laughs) they're playing the 76ers do we know how that game's going oh they lost the timberwolves did to the sixers yes shut the fuck up the sixers won they did. Sixers oh. won. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! Did you? Uh, did oh anybody goodness. watch any of that game? I know you guys were driving over here. I was, I was watching the hockey game before. That. I was I, putting my kid to bed. So I saw I got, a couple things on Twitter about how apparently the game started and then they had to restart it for some reason. Sixteen seconds. There was a foul and there was a foul shot. Whatever. And they went. Whoa, 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 whoa! You guys are shooting at the wrong ends. We got to start this one <laughs> over. So. Instead of, I don't know if they couldn't have just switched and kept it at the 16 seconds into the game with the foul shot. They just said, let's fucking start yep, over. start over. Let's Toss the ball again. Let's write it back. So <laughs> they I did that. Put, if I could put this game into local hockey terms, imagine if the wild power play was the entire game. They lost. Just sadness and booing. They lost. Just sadness and anger. Andrew Burnett just walking around showing his ass. That's all there is to it. 85 to 77. 85 to 77. The The Sixers um, scored nine points in the second quarter and still won. I watched... um, uh, I watched um, probably half of the second quarter um, while I was trying to um, um, play with my kid. And I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Um, it was the worst six minutes of basketball yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like fast break, like weird two on ones for no reason, and then they would fuck it up. Yeah, like terrible Missed defense, and then terrible offense. Like worse <laughs> offense. Um, just bricked wide open three pointers. Guys missing free throws left and right. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. It was fucking horrifying. <laughs> And I had to turn it off. And this is obviously I, I like the Timberwolves, and I wanted to watch to see what the Seventy Sixers were like too, because I don't get to see them very much. And yeah. I'm a Sixers fan, but it's hard for me to actually watch them. You wouldn't be a Sixers fan if you could actually watch. Yeah. them. holy shit! You're not a Sixers fan. <laughs> Unbelievable, um, man. That is, uh, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that uh, that one half of the second quarter. As somebody on Twitter said, it's they were at the game and they said it's like I'm at a child's funeral and a pickup game quietly that's broke the, out. That's the end oh, of the I saw that as well. That was hilarious. Um, no, it's it's uh, it's bad. I do feel um, so. I was obviously very anti-flip from the beginning, um, and I was a little nervous about it though too because they obviously know he's also had a bunch of success. Like mm-hmm. he was a pretty good coach. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coach for the Wolves. He had a lot of success in Detroit. Not great with Washington, but there wasn't a whole lot there for him to work with. So I went like a little stronger than I felt comfortable because it's like, oh shit, maybe he's maybe he's really smart. I might regret this because he is obviously knows basketball really well or whatever. (laughs) I'm starting to feel pretty pretty okay about what I was about me shitting on him because boy, (laughs) he looks like a really really bad coach. I mean. There is a bunch of built-in excuses. Rubio is way more valuable than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Pekovic being out. Uh, Young was out for like five games. I get it. But there are a bunch of other teams um, in the league that don't have a bunch of talent that still play really hard and have a good scheme and actually like are well-coached. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not the Timberwolves, man. They look fucking horrible every single game. Really terrible. If Ricky's not around, they're worthless. Did we talk about Flip making the entire team... Shoot three pointers in practice, and only if you made a certain percentage, yep. you were allowed you to, to take three pointers. And <laughs> yeah, and how about it's just exactly what a high school coach in say. a small town basketball would be like. All right, like, all right guys, you got to take ten three pointers after practice. If you don't make six of them, yeah, then you don't get to shoot any in a game. But here's the thing: uh, the high school coach who's smart would say. If you take a long two, then you have to go run, right? Yeah. You should be taking the three-pointers. Right. Those are super valuable. <laughs> Those are really, really valuable. Um, uh, so he's worse than the coach that you just described. <laughs> he's worse than that guy. Um, he I'm almost win. happy. It's yeah. kind of good to be back here again where the Tim Rolls are abysmally, hilariously abysmal. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, I But I do, I mean, for one minute there, if you really, really, really want to see... Um, Maybe not a silver lining, but have like rose-colored glasses on. You could understand Saunders when he's the um, GM, looking at this roster and knowing that um, you know before he hired a coach, knowing that it was gonna the roster is gonna be flipped over and Love wasn't gonna be around and all that sort of stuff. Saying you know what, I'm just gonna I'll do it for a year because we're not gonna be able to hire the coach that we want this year anyway because of so much upheaval. That I guess if you wanted to squint a little bit, you could sort of see what his point of view was for that. Um, but I think if you're an absolute, like, the worst coach on the planet like he is, it's probably not a good idea because <laughs> now who on earth wants to come and try to clean this shit up? Yeah. You're going to get a retread old man, 75-year-old, like, Adelman, or you're going to have to... The only way out right now is get lucky with a risky, like, I don't know, college coach, like a Brad Stevens or something who just needs this opportunity into the NBA, and you hit on some sort of, like, diamond on the rough. That's the only hope right now. That's it. Well, someone that doesn't follow basketball at all, mm-hmm. how much of this is can you put on a can you put on a coach, and how much can can you put on a young staff, you know, Wigan and all that stuff, and and missing Rubio, and how much can you put on just luck? <laughs> um, I don't think there's very much luck in basketball besides injury luck. You know? No, I agree. I think it's probably of the sports. It's probably the most dominated by like superstars. Yeah. And anything else? So, yeah. But I mean, is there a core there? That could be built on? Oh, I think eventually. I think that all you need right now, I mean, the future is there 
um, for the Wolves. Rubio signed for four more years. Wiggins will be around for seven, eight, nine. I mean, a long time. Rookies are just they're they're around for a while. Um, so those are two really good pieces. Peck is who he is. Young. I don't know if he'll be back. Um, Shabazz is a rotation player, and they're going to have a really good pick this year too. They're going to have a top five pick probably. So what they're missing is two things. A kick-ass coach. Coaching is so important in the NBA. Way more important. I, I mean, it's obviously way more important than, than baseball and hockey. Um, it's important in hockey. Not as probably as important as basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's so many plays in basketball and schemes and all that sort of stuff. So it's super, super, super important to get a really good coach. And then they need a GM who's going to be able to find these like mid-level guys on the cheap. Um, like Mo Williams was a fine signing, you know, that was a good signing. Why it was Jim and coach are the same person. That's terrible. That's a bad, yeah, bad okay. thing. It's uh, yeah, you don't want, that seems bad. Yeah. Um, didn't I see something in the paper where somebody from Portland was quoted as saying, they asked him if Mo Williams was going to know their plays yeah. and they said, Mo Williams doesn't even know his own team's plays. Yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge <laughs> said that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's um, Mo Williams is not like a good player, but he's a fine. Like that's what they were looking for. Like we need a guy who can make some shots. He's a backup point guard. He's not signed for like he's 10 not JJ Brea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he signed for like one or two years. Way better than like Kevin Martin, who signed for four years, and Brewer signed for three, and Buttinger for three years. What the fuck are you doing, Flip? Um, so they're close. I mean, I mean they could be close, but the problem is the same. The problem is, and it has been since the beginning, the problem is Flip. He's not going to be able nope. to find the right coach, and he's not going to be a smart enough GM to do it. Um, as we had mentioned on the podcast before, and I stand by it, he is the devil. Flip is the devil. He's the devil. Flip Saunders is the devil. I need to repeat myself. All right. So they're hopeless, and they fucking lost the 76ers. That's amazing. <laughs> that is the definition of you hopeless right there. You should be happy right that there. you're a 76ers. Yeah. Yep. You're one win closer on our five-year bet. Although that probably hurts their draft. So. Yeah. No, they'll be fine. This draft, not like anybody cares or is asking, but it's like a, it's similar, similar to last year where there's like five really good players. So, like, I mean, they'll probably get the number one pick, but if they don't, it's like they'll oh. be fine. I mean, most of the sports reference team is based out of Philadelphia, so I got to hear about Philadelphia sports all the time. <laughs> oh, really? Are they have they turned on them, or are they still fans? How can you turn on the 76ers? There's just nothing to turn on. I mean, they're they're it's like, tur- it's like turning on a puppy with three legs. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be so cruel? Why <laughs> won't you win the Greyhound? I mean, race? They're, they're fans of they're fans of the 76ers because they don't pick teams outside of where they live to be fans of. Are you? I mean, that's a fine thing to do if that's what you're. <laughs> <laughs> They're my backup team. I think it's important to have a backup team. God damn it. I still love the Wolves the most. Um and I've I reserve the right to give up on the 76ers after next year's draft if they still are not interested in competing. Then I will think that maybe Sam Hinkie has some sort of weird like bet against himself or something. But if we'll you see. stop being a fan when they start getting good, then I'll know you are a hipster. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, no, my hipster days are over. I'm a dad. It's over. It was fun. It's fun while it lasted. Um, we should probably talk hockey because Hans is here. Yeah, let's uh, talk. And about I think him. you have a brand new stat for us. Well, it's not brand new. No, it's definitely brand new. I've never heard of it, so that means it's brand new here tonight. Burying the lead, 53 minutes into our podcast. So, if you guys, none of you guys do this, but if any of you have read the book, The Hockey Abstract. It's written by... Uh, it's in my Amazon card. Is it? Yep. 
Well, it's uh, it's written by Rob Volman. He's done it two years in a row now. And it's basically in the spirit of, you know, uh, Bill James. Mm-hmm. It's just a number of articles saying, like, who are the best, you know, offensive, you know, forwards in hockey today? Or who are the best defensive guys or whatever? I was kind of shocked to find out that this was only the second year of the Hockey Abstract. Because I just assumed that there was, like, the Hockey Prospectus and Hockey Abstract, just like baseball or whatever. Right. Well, the Hockey Prospectus was going on for, or has been going on for five years now. Uh, their Hockey Prospectus is similar to Baseball Prospectus. Yeah. Um, it's not in print anymore. It's only electronic now. They did it for four years as print. But so anyway, Rob Volman does this. He he poses these questions in order to present sort of analytical arguments for different stats and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So one thing that he did, and he actually presented this before he did the abstract. There's a he created a stat called Quality Starts, and he said he started thinking about it back in the '80s when they, when it was introduced into baseball. Because mm-hmm. basically, you know, a pitcher has a quality start uh, if he goes was it six innings, six innings. Three or fewer runs. Uh, and then Bill James improved on it with the game score concept. Right. Uh, which you can find at Baseball Reference. Yep. Um, Baseballreference.com. <laughs> plug. Um, but so basically the idea of a quality start is when a goalie plays a game, because we all know about shooting percentage and save percentage, and save percentage is really sort of a, it's hard to tell like who's been good and who's been bad and how much is luck and everything else. Yep. But so anyway, his idea is that a quality start for, for a goalie is... If he has a higher than 91, about a 92% save percentage for a game. Or if you only took 20 shots on shots against him, then if he had higher than about an 89%. Mm-hmm. So that's considered a quality start. Do you know how he came up with those numbers? I'm just curious. Um, well, he did, you know, he did some regressions to yep. see like uh, when, what is the percentage where you start winning more games than losing games, right. basically. And gotcha. so it came out to be about 91.7, which is like the median uh, save percentage. Now, that can vary year to year, but yep. that's about what it is. So then what you can do is you can get a number of quality starts for someone, and then comparing that to the number of starts, you can get a quality start percentage. To basically the idea of are they having more good games than bad games? <laughs> yes. Okay. Basic. Yep. So And it works out pretty nicely that less than 50% quality starts is bad, more than 60% is good, and about 53% is average. Huh. So Is that... Is that- also sort of true of baseball. If you have more than 60% quality starts in baseball, are you generally pretty good? Yeah, probably. All right. We're going to say yes. I would say yep. yes. Do we have to call that a sport effect or is that an actual fact? We do have to make that a sport effect. All right. That's sport fine. Effect, sport effect. That's I'm fine. fine with that. But, I mean, it makes sense just logically that yes. if you have more than 50% of your games as a quality start. Where you're, you're not so bad. Where you're more than just above 50% is average because if you're, just, if you're below 50%, you're not going to last real long. Right. Yeah. If more of your games are terrible, then they are good. And then there's also, he also created a, another sort of subsidiary stack called uh, Really Bad uh, really bad Game or Really Bad <laughs> Which I said should be called the Andre Pavlich. Am I right, Brandon? <laughs> huh? so true. Huh? I was just He's actually not bad this you year. You took the, uh, yeah. But that's basically any game there you had a less than an 85% save percentage. And the reason he picked 85% was because any game where, any game where a goalie has less than 85%, they... Uh, they only win those games about 10% of the time. <laughs> so it just basically means yep. if you do that, you're going to lose. You're, yeah. you're going to lose. Going to get pulled. So basically, uh, I know what everybody's waiting for is, uh, so how is how does 
Out of the well, wild state. Yeah, what, God I'm, damn it. what I'm looking Give at right here us. is I see that a guy who is on my fantasy hockey team is on the very bottom of this list and has <laughs> the most bad starts. Ben Scrivens from Edmonton. Oh, I thought you were talking about me because I'm probably on the bad, bottom <laughs> of your fantasy team, fantasy uh, yeah. league too. Ben Scrivens has 21% quality start percentage. <laughs> Jesus. Four out of five of his starts are bad. So you're saying 80% of the time he's in the net, he he's worse than average. Yes. And four times this year, he's played badly enough that his team will almost never win. Holy shit, Ben. And he's had like 14 starts this year. Okay. And All he's right, on so my fantasy hockey This is hockey new team. on Hockey Reference? This is, this is, I'm working on, I was actually working on this today. Oh, no kidding. I brought that. So okay, I'm going to be uh, putting it up soon. Oh, that's awesome. That makes uh, sense. And I was chatting with Rob Volman uh, on Twitter because we're trying to put a lot of his stuff from the book on our site. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Darcy Synergy. Kemper. So Darcy Kemper uh, has nine quality starts this year. Okay. Actually, probably has ten now. After today. counting tonight, probably counting tonight, he's probably got ten. They won two to one. So he played seventeen when I printed this out. He's probably he's played eighteen now. So he's at forty seven percent quality start percentage, so which is not okay. good. Which is not good. That's below fifty percent, which is bad. Okay. Uh, he's got three really bad starts. I mean, on uh, <laughs> November thirteenth, he actually had two shots against him, two goals against yeah. him, and they pulled him. So. That's one so I could have done that. He seems to have a number of those games where it's like, you know what, Darcy, you gave up three goals on six shots. We're just going to get you out of there and let somebody else take right. a beating so, for a while. So, so Darcy's had a bad bad year so far. Yep. He started out unbelievable. Best goalie in the league for a while and really regressed quickly. And now he's It terrible. seems like there are goalies that go on this, like, it could be a total myth. I obviously don't pay attention to hockey, but in the playoffs, these guys get hot or whatever. Is that a myth, or is that actually a thing that guys can... Well, no, I mean, it's like a hot streak in baseball. It's purely a factor of random it's variation. Like, it's like coming up heads seven times in a row with a coin. I mean, there flip. is, okay. like, with shooting percentage and save percentage, there is a skill level involved, but there's a huge amount of noise. So mm-hmm. it varies widely. Right. So there are better goalies and worse goalies, but a really good goalie can be bad for a year. Yeah. And a really bad goalie can be good for a year and then regress the next year. So so let me ask another question about goalies. Um, so you're looking at all these different numbers here, and some guys have, what's the top number? I want 74%. 74%, and the bottom number has 21%. So This list has like player codes on it. I want to see if Brandon can identify any of the top five. <laughs> Top five it's just like codes. it's like the first six letters of, of their last name and or first name, and I want to see a brand. Yeah, those are any hockey reference like IDs. The number players. one is Rinapi. No, no, that's his last name. It says Dave Rinapi. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, no, wait. So I think it's the five. It's five and two, and then two. So Peter Rinny. Nope. Uh, Frank Anderson. <laughs> Anderson's correct, but Frank is not. Jack Halak. <laughs> it's Jack Halak. This is a pretty good year, 68%. Way to go, Jack Halak. Um, uh, Joe Quick? Nope. Jonathan. Okay. Uh, ben Bishop? Ben Bishop is correct. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 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 Corey Schenectady? <laughs> All right, that's I know that one, Robert Luongo. Yeah, Robert Luongo oh, is correct. Yeah, <laughs> who's the weirdo um, Tea Party guy? Tim Thomas. Tim's out of the league now. Oh, he is. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he was amazing for a while, right? It wasn't even he that was long amazing ago. for a while. And most goalies played till they're like fifty. So what happened to him? Well, it is he, he had, had like a some bad sort year. Of militia standoff. And at the same time, he was saying very inflammatory <laughs> things. <laughs> He's hanging out with Cliven Bundy. Or and even in Boston, they were like. 
Nope. Even in, yeah, if you wear you're welcome in Boston. Yeah, we're not going to deal with Go to the Unabomber's hometown. Um, Okay. So my question was going to be, it seems like the numbers 73 to 21, obviously there's a really big discrepancy. Um, Are you seeing that um, some goalies are so valuable that they are somewhat of um, like a quarterback in football where like, they should be. You should throw out mil- millions and millions no, of dollars at the top I don't think, guy, or is it, there's just not a whole lot of. It's from a from a statistical and analytic point of view. I think there's a lot of question about that still. I don't think anyone can say one way or another. There is no doubt that some goalies are better than others. Anyone who tells you otherwise, sure. Is, and I even if I've said it in the past. <laughs> Because <laughs> here's the thing: there are some goalies no who are Ben. Until next week, there's no doubt at all. Yep. <laughs> but there is a ton of variation, even among the very good goalies, and even among the bad goalies, that it's very hard to determine what the true value of a goalie is. Okay, so maybe it's some somewhere closer to like a running back, where like it's good to you know, we definitely know good running backs and bad running backs. But we don't know like exactly how. Much. I would say you still. No, you still happen. need to relax. What Stu's is happening? It's Stu's daughter. house. Something's happening. Stu? What? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> what? Huh? What? Hey, guys. Sorry. Stu, we're still uh, talking. Sick. The podcast is still going. You can't leave yet. No, I mean, I think more than, more than baseball and more than a lot of sports, you still need to rely on scouting and coaching to a large degree to understand how to play the game. And, you know, go, be, watching a goalie, you can see like, well, he's not closing his five hole, and you know, he's not, you know, block. You're like, you need to pay attention to that stuff because it's not. You can't use stats to figure out everything. It's a lot of positioning fundamentals, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hockey more than I think any sport um, relies heavily on having an eye for certain things because it moves mm-hmm. so quickly and it's so fluid. Now, I think as we add new tracking functionality of being able to see where the puck is and stuff like that, that will help to come up with new stats and stuff. But I mean, like, I think like Corsi and Fenwick, which we've talked about in the past, I think within a couple of years, they probably won't even be stats that are used in sports because they're so rudimentary. Uh-huh. They don't tell you a lot. Yeah. And we're going to be able to come up with better stuff as we... Yeah, eventually we'll have actual possession stats, not just the well, stats that are proxies for right. possession so stats. So do you think that there will be a point where we're understanding that possession, and we talked about it before, but possession is the key to to success or you know yeah that's we're thinking right now right so are there certain players that um just to make an analogy to basketball like three-point shooters you know like 15 years ago a kyle corver or something would be like oh he's a nice piece he's you know he's Mm -hmm. okay now all of a sudden they're making multi-million dollar whatever like they are so valued on base percentage for baseball these guys um nick swisher whatever you'd think it you know 20 years ago i'd be like oh i mean he's fine but he doesn't do much and now all of a sudden they're like i think the superstars is there something like that in I hockey where like this guy just never turns it over or his shooting percentage is so high or is there something that you think there will be might like, be i think we'll probably we might find something about defensive players eventually yes. because it's very hard to it's very hard to do anything analytically with defensive players right now uh so we may we may learn something about defensive play that we didn't know before okay we know who the best offensive players are. You know, you know them because of points? Well, well no. We know them minus? because of... I mean, I want to say the eye test. Like, you know it, when watching some of these guys that they can score more than other people can because of the way they play the game. Yeah. Yeah, you know Zach Parisi is better than Ryan Carter. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I do know watching it. But there was also guys to me that um, felt a little bit um, um, flashy but a little bit empty, like... 
Pierre-Marc Bouchard back in the day was like, wow, this guy is faster than everybody and he whatever, but he just doesn't ever, ever actually do anything. So I wasn't sure if maybe that's some sort of... Those guys, too, like when I was covering it in college, it's like, oh, this guy is so skilled, he's so whatever. And then I look in the uh, box score, game after game, he doesn't actually do anything. So I just... Well, I, mean, I know, sometimes for me, at least, the eye test was not perfect. Well, it sounds like it did worked because you can look at it and say, like, well, he's doing a lot of stuff, but it's not actually... Pre- coming out to be anything useful right now that's not to say we're not going to learn stuff we're going to we're going to yeah. learn a lot about uh offensive as well but i think what we're going to learn a lot more is um probably more with like tactics and strategies and strategies that work and strategies that don't work with like like right now we're learning a lot more about zone entries and zone exits and you know what why dumping it in doesn't work as well as carrying it in and stuff like that so i think you're going to learn about strategies that can be applied mm-hmm. um more so than uh you know, finding out that, hey, this guy was actually really valuable, even though we didn't know it in the, in the first place. Now, right. um, I think that the, all of this is qualified by saying, I think we're so early right now mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, like Tom Tango, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's uh, big in like the baseball analytics world. He actually yeah, totally. just came out with a blog post kind of tearing apart Corsi and Fenwick and saying like, these should be weighted stats. And he, he actually did the regression to figure out like, a goal shot versus a block shot should be weighted differently and stuff like that. And there's a lot of question about what he was talking about in terms of course he is meant to be a possession status, not meant to be a predictor of goal scoring and stuff like that. So we're still like in the 1990s phase of, or even 1980s phase. Okay. I would almost say like, because it's really more like Bill James out in the wilderness sort of phase where he was kind of just making up random stats and being like, hey, this kind of works. Why don't you go with this? Security guard at working overnights at a fucking... Just doing regressions and writing stuff down on paper. As as great as Bill James was, he was not a statistician. He would admit to that himself. Yeah. And so a lot of his stuff worked because he's a smart guy, not because he knew what he was talking about. And just inquisitive and asking... And a lot of like Corsi and Fenwick and PDO... They, it was a guy on a blog post said, hey, look at this weird thing I found out. These things kind of correlate with each other. And they became sort of like set in stone of like, this is what matters. And that's not, it's really more like, it was kind of a weird thing someone found out. It's really cool. And there's a lot to build on. But there's value to that because, yeah, you'll build on it. And But there's still so much because the sport is so different than baseball or, you know, even basketball. And you think, though, at some point... Because to me, there's a limit in baseball on how much strategy you can actually see come to life, right? Um, uh, defensive shift is kind of really the only thing you can actually watch as it's happening and saying, I understand what this team is doing that's different than that. Obviously, like team building, you can see like the Cubs are trying to just um, get um, offensive players and hoping to scrap well, together like some baseball, pitchers. But you, know, you can't really like watch it and play because it is what it is. But, but there I is think- like a certain amount of game theory that could be put into play that I think is not put into play because there's so much like this is how we've always done it. Like when when you put a defensive shift on somebody, how many players are just like unwilling to bunt in that big gaping hole at third base because they feel like they're punking out, you know? Yeah, I don't know how many. Or how many just... I mean, actually, I think there's probably a lot of them who are like, I don't fucking know how to bunt. I've never done it since I was seven years old. I'm huge. (laughs) I'm David Ortiz. I'll just hit fucking bombs. What do you... I don't know how to do that. I don't know where to do my hand. I'm going to break my hand. You know? Right. But I think you'll see, like, as the defensive shift becomes bigger and bigger... In the minor leagues, they're going to say, okay, they're going to shift on you. So yeah. you need to learn how to bunt. And you need I think to that learn would be to- great. And that makes it so much more fun. There's like that extra layer level of, um, 
I don't know. Like I, I really get a kick out of that when you're able to watch in the game and saying, this is the strategy that they're moving forward with, and I love watching it sort of in action. Um, so I'm hoping eventually it's going to be a defensive shift and one guy playing 40 feet from the plate on the other side, <laughs> possibly getting his head taken off. I mean, it's by hard liners. to it's hard to get into a lot of strategy because they're just trying to hit the damn ball most of the time because yep. it's moving so fast. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's one thing that um, that I've always liked. To, that's why I started to get into basketball was when you see the strategy that a certain team is doing. It, it's coming to life in front of you, and you can see like they're taking away this player, they're doubling up this player, they're doing zone, they're letting this guy shoot the three, whatever. You can see it happening. You know why it's happening, and that doesn't. And you see it in football. Unless you're watching too. the Timberwolves play the 76ers, <laughs> when you're like, what are they? Why doing? is this happening? Is this? Why am I watching this? Am I in trouble? Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing about hockey. But unfortunately, with hockey, you almost have to go back and watch the game in slow motion. That's again what I was going to say. It's a retroactive to, strategy to catch it because it's hard to. It's hard to see everything they're doing. Like, you can go back and watch clips from the game and say, oh, wow, they were like 20 feet off Grandland when he did that, so this is how that built up later on. But you can't catch that while you're watching the game because it happened in five seconds. Yeah. Well, I just it'll be fun if there is some sort of revolution in hockey that makes it more obvious on what these sort of different strategies are. Um, I just think it'll be, for me personally, like, obviously I'm not the um, the main person that the... NHL executives care about because I don't watch it much, but I would if I could see some of that a little bit like more. Well, I mean, it's that. the same thing with football. Like, I would love football analysts to actually explain how a play developed, and mm-hmm. you know, instead of just saying, "Well, he found that hole and he ran through it," yeah, just you know? pandemonium. Football is a little like hockey in that way, dudes. Because right away you're not like, "Wow, the left tackle made an excellent block on that play," and then you watch it back like from the end camera, and you're like. That was a really good block that he made you know, to reach that defender like, and push him out through the hole. There's a site called like uh, smartfootball.com yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Chris he Brown. He digs yeah. into plays and he explains everything that went on. And, you know, I honestly, obviously I never played football because I'm a small guy, but, you know. <laughs> well, because you weren't from a small enough town. <laughs> All right. If you had been in Ortonville, I'm just telling you right now, you would have played defensive end and wide receiver. You would have <laughs> played every Taylor. play of every game. <laughs> but, like, I, but I do love football. I mean, Weirdly enough, even though I grew up in Minnesota and been a Vikings fan, yeah, uh, but I still love football. Good for yep. Um, but that's the stuff that I love about football is because it is like a chess match when you really start digging into it. Like it's amazing, like uh, the game theory that goes into it and which plays are called and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But so getting back to hockey, I guess is I think like we're such we're still in such the infancy of it that it's. It'll never be that, like, well, the stats will tell you how good a guy is. I don't think you could say that about any sport, even baseball. Mm-hmm. But with hockey, there's always going to be an element of just pure athleticism and pure strategy and tactics that, you know, it's the team is the sum of the parts. You know, it's not just this guy's really good and he scores. He needs to have the team around him that can block this guy and, you know, and do that stuff. So Yeah. Can you invent a type of skate that makes you uh, glide right. a lot? Here's the new rule that he wants to invent for the sport. What I want. Brandon just did not even listen to any of the last 20 things you said. Uh, just glassy-eyed. Uh, no. <laughs> it's been nothing but organ music in his head the I whole do time. Make, okay, fine. I, I won't do, make do, my do, joke. I will say that if I, wanted to make, if I made one rule change in hockey, it would be four-on-four. Yeah, it is more fun, four-on-four. Mm-hmm. Or bigger, or just use the Olympic size dice. That would be fun too. Do you guys want to hear my idea? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> you invent a hockey skate that makes you um, not as tired and not have to push off as hard. So then the guys can, like, best guys can play like the majority of the game. Like, it sucks that Parisi or what's his what? name? Ovechkin. That's 
it's the limiting factor on how. So you're inventing rocket skates. So you because think the thing that with with almost no resistance and no resistance skates is because what's tiring them out right now. Yeah, I think that's a that's a portion of it. Yeah, yeah. No resistance. I'm trying to think. What do you think is the resistant factor? Have you ever gone rollerblading on like some smooth concrete? You can rollerblade like 50 miles and not even be tired, right? You can just go all day. What? What? Yeah. If you have like nice blades. You can do that on ice skates too if you're not playing oh, a bunch, bunch of other tiring. people that are trying to beat the crap out of you. It's way more tiring. No resistance skates. It's my new thing. That is the craziest thing. What if you're never tired? Wouldn't it be great if Parisi was on Clarence, the ice at all times? <laughs> Clarence, do you know what he's talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. It's not that the skates, it's that they stop and start and stop and start, run into the boards, run into each other. It's not the ice or the skates that's the resistance. So you don't, they're not tired because that's of what, lungs? If there, was, if there was like trees and shit darting out in front of you and checking you into the goddamn sidewalk, yeah. That might make you more tired than you just riding forever. Same exact thing. And if the hockey rink was eight miles long. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I'm with, trying to make it so the best players are on the ice. Here's the thing that's confusing me. You, you played hockey for like a million years. I did. And what you were thinking that whole time was, I wish this ice was slipperier. <laughs> so you have to Dang it! When you're when you've got your your cutoff jean shorts and sure. your little cutoff shirt, and uh-huh. you've got your rollerblades on, and you've got your big AM FM radio, yeah, listen to the on. California girls on the radio, and you're dancing, you're skating, you're not stopping. You've got this. You've got constant stopping no is tiring. You're just, yes, stopping these is guys tiring. Are stopping, starting, and it's yeah. the push off and hitting other guys and pushing up. That's what's tiring you out. I know that that's tiring. It's not them out. the AM FM radio headphones, and it's not the roller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm well, trying posting to, a Photoshop of this on the sportive <laughs> website. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to get keep the best players on the ice at all times. And I don't know how else to do that. I, mean, got I thought two it was words for you. Physically, Hockey it's image. tiring. It's, yes, it's, but football players are on the field the whole time. They're physically very tired. When the defense is on the field, most of the time they're exhausted. Yeah, right. So, but they're still there, which so is I think interesting. So you could play twelve seconds of hockey and then have a thirty-second break. Okay, that's that's another option. It's not mm-hmm. a very good one. No, right. But that's what football is. Right, right. But I think we could do better than that. I'm just trying to think of a way that I think it's a bummer that there has to be three, four lines of dudes. Like, I want the best guys out there at all times. Always. So you would whether have to put more people on the ice. More would people on the ice? Yeah, because then they What would... if you could invent what I'm talking about as uh, some weird anti-resistance Because I do not skate. think that the skates <laughs> is what's tiring them out. I don't know why you guys are giving up on my <laughs> skate thing. <laughs> So, I think you just invented pond hockey is what you... Clarence pond hockey is fucking tiring, man. Pond hockey is... Yeah. Because the ice is not slippery enough? The ice is way choppier and it's way harder to skate on pond hockey. <laughs> I'm very tired playing pond hockey. That's because you're out of shape. Is there going to be a... Is there going to be... Okay, how about this? Is there going to be a revolution of no. like insane... No. In shape guys who can play more often because, like Zach Parisi, get on some. Those guys are insane good shape. They are they're right as, now. as good as they this can possibly This isn't like baseball get. where like some fans can like come up there, yeah. hit a ball, and then walk to first. Well, base. I don't know. Chelios played till he was like forty nine. I figure there's not that much. Like he was incredible shape. Chris Chelios was in remarkable shape. He went and got housed every single night, just drunk off his ass. No, that's Jeremy Roenick you're thinking of. He was in incredible shape, too. That guy's still in incredible shape. Roenick? (laughs) 
Oh. That guy's a sh- brick shit house. Yes, he is. So I okay, he's not so, listening. He might come here and beat the crap out of all of us. So we'll keep thinking about it. But right. it's a pretty good we'll start. Work, it's a good we'll start. Workshop this. I think we all agree that this is a good. Clarence, do you have anything to actually say about the Wild in general? Because actually, I have an actual hockey conversation. Yep. Same old, same old. I, there's nothing more to say. We've said it since before. It's, it's, I mean, they were 0 for 5 for power plays tonight. Of course they were. 0 for 5. I, I do want to mention that Clarence, through the power of Twitter, Clarence unearthed something that I thought was interesting, that when Mike Yo was fired in – he wasn't fired in Pittsburgh. When he left to be the Houston coach, there were a number of Penguins fans who said, great, I'm so glad he's gone. I hate that guy. I hate that he's in charge of the Penguins' power play. And what Clarence went back and did – was he looked up the power play stats for the Penguins when Yo was the coach there. Clarence, would you tell us what you found? What I found was that the Penguins finished roughly where the Wild do every year. Under Yo. Their power play finished 20th. Last two years, Yo was there and in charge of their power play. He finished 20th and 20th, which is obviously not very good in the team league. But when you put it in context of Sidney Crosby was on the team playing on the power play at his peak, like in the two season, those two seasons, Sidney Crosby had like over 100 points. Yep, he was completely unstoppable. He was incredible. One of the, when we say he was good, I'm saying he was like transcendent good. One of the best seasons in the history of hockey. He, you know, MVP. Right. He was on their team. You know how impossible it is to have a 20th ranked power play <laughs> forward is on your team? But didn't, I mean, is that, so is it the power play coach's fault or is it uh, Yo's fault? I love the power play coach. I don't, that's what we're talking about. When he was in Pittsburgh, he wasn't the head coach. He was, in, he was Andrew Burnett. No, but I'm now. saying, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like for the Wild, supposedly he's not running the power play. Yeah, but every time when you see a quote from Andrew Burnett in the paper, it's like, I'm really just trying to get these guys to believe in themselves. It's, Yo's system is my understanding. and there's some I've asked around with Russo, not fully on Twitter, but kind of behind, like, what's going on with this power play system? And what I've been told is that, yeah, Yo is running the same system that he always has. He's running the same system that Todd Richards ran when he was with the Wild. And Richards is actually successful. And, and just for con- for context for the people that are listening, the Wild have a 9.59% power play percentage. Had. What is it now? Because tonight. Oh, yeah. After yeah, and in the five, it's right. down around nine again. Which is 29th. It's not that they didn't score. They had a five on three for a minute yep. and didn't get a shot off. So 9% of the time they score a goal. Take a point here. Then they had a five-minute power play, a major, and they still didn't get a shot off. Right. They get the shot six off. Where they had not a shot. What? What? Where was the puck the whole time? They, they were just. Fucking it was around. on Miko Koivu's stick, and he's <laughs> just, just standing around the blue line, right and they're wall. just staring. And he's looking into the stands. He wasn't even looking at the well, ice. What Montreal is found, What Montreal is doing? What every other team is doing is being aggressive on the penalty kill. And when Koivu gets the ball puck on the half wall. They attack him, and then the second guy comes up right behind him because Quavo can't isn't strong on the puck. He's getting older, and he gives up the puck right away. 
and the next guy comes in and shoots you down the other. Well, I thought when you okay. attack like that, then that opens up like the rest of it, typically. If you have a highly skilled offensive player with that puck, which is typically what you have on the power play, yeah, what happens is you attack him, and what he does is move the puck quickly to the open guy. You should have two open guys at that time. And he's not finding any of them. He's giving up the puck at that time. It's just not the role that he plays. He's good on the face-offs. He's good at a deep, good defensive center. Excellent fourth-line center. But being at the in control of the power play just isn't his role anymore. So, so is this actually like, like the reason that they're bad? Yes, yes, uh, for sure is. That's a yes. huge part of this. Every I'm just. But on the plus side, now keep in mind that nine percent is actually half of what the league average is, which is nineteen percent. Nineteen, okay. So they uh, scored half the five. number of power play goals as an average team would yeah. have. What does that? What does that equate to? So you score one out of five, um, and or we're scoring one out of ten. One out of ten. Most is one out of five. There are a couple. So it's like what is it? A half a point a game almost, or close almost to that? Almost a goal a game. Almost a goal. Jesus, a game. and a goal a but, game. But, Shut so up. they're twenty ninth out of 30 teams. Yeah. Their penalty kill percent is 89%. The league average is 81%. Right. Yeah. So they're second. So they're making up for a lot of that by killing penalties. So they're the most penalties. boring team in the world is what you're telling me. <laughs> they they don't give up any. They don't score any. They actually have been pretty boring this yes, year. Yes, they have been pretty boring. Okay. Jesus. I don't know. So so it's um, when it's five on five for me again haven't played it for a while it is hard to see some of the strategy come through but that's what i like about power plays is you usually can see like this is what the guys are trying to do when they set up uh mm-hmm. they got this guy at the point whatever they're doing so is it obvious that every single power play you guys as fans know like this guy's going to be here and this guy's going to be there and that guy's going to go around the net and they're going to pass is it like that obvious for, to you guys as a fan like or is just the results aren't there i think it's more the results for me personally i mean i okay. would say like they're sitting in there defensive zone more than any other team on a power play yeah they make a power play feel like they're trying to kill a penalty more than any other team so they just can't possess it and they can't they can't get it to the net i mean they can't get it to the offensive zone most of the time (laughs) here's what's gonna happen on a wild power play you start with the wild finally establishing possession of the puck and they'll get it into the offensive zone and now ryan Suter has it at the point to koivu along the right wing wall back to Suter at the point to koivu Loses the puck, chipped down the ice. <laughs> Suter's going to go back, try to retrieve it. Well, now now the Kings have it. That two-on-one going the other way, and big save by Kemper. Right. Suter picks it up, starts back down to the wild end. They're, they're going to dump it in. They're going to try to get a change. Oh, the puck's back out. But back out on the other side. Suter's going to go back to get it again. 33 seconds left in the wild power play. They're going to try to get one more rush, and they're, uh, well, Nino Niederreiter on the left wing. Oh, they got a shot. Niederreiter with a shot. Saved, and it's out of the zone again. That'll do it for the wild power play time. Wow. Jesus. That's every wild power play. Are you going to say something, Clark? When I'm watching their power play, I can see what they're trying to accomplish. They've been like we talked about. They've been running the same system for a while. You see what they, they've got two things they're trying to do, one or the other, and it runs through Koibu. They're either trying to get it to the top to Suter, who's then trying to get it to Pomerill on the left for a one-time shot, mm-hmm. or can go the other direction and go down low to Parisi, who's going to try to slam it home or make a pass into the slot. So those are your kind of your two options: one timer to Pominville or down low to Parisi and let him do what he does down. Low. Mm-hmm. Problem is that Koivu 
doesn't have it in him right now. Whether he's hurt right now or just because he's not as skilled. He, the power play is supposed to run through him on that half wall or Suter at the top, and neither of them can get it done. But, like I keep saying, we talk about this every week. I say the same thing every week, and they just keep throwing the same guys out there. So we keep talking about it every week, and they throw the same guy. So I, I don't know. I'm just kind of getting tired of We talked about it before the season. Same strategy. It's not well, and, and their record's pretty much, I mean, they're 13-9-1, 14-9-1 now. At this time last year, they were 14-5-4. So, they, so they're the same. So no, they're, they're basics, worse. Good. Well, they, they had overtime losses versus... Uh, oh. oh, that's right. I don't know how the NHL works. <laughs> and struggles on the power that's their team. Yeah, that was last year. I remember that no, from this last is year. Very similar to last year. Uh, Said they would be. It's what they are. Well, you can't say they're a good team if they struggle on the power play. That's a huge part no, of. No, because they were a good team, team last year. It's like year saying they're, they're a good offensive good. NFL team, except they suck in the red zone. Like it's an important part of being an offense. Uh, my point is, is, I think it's things they can improve on. The goaltender can get hot. The power play they can figure out. It's not like saying, "Oh, the Vikings are." Good team, except they don't have a quarterback. Well, in the modern NFL, no, you can't be a good team if you don't have a good quarterback. Yeah, no, that's not what I said. I said red zone. <laughs> God damn it, Clarence. <laughs> you have no idea how angry Brandon looks right now. <laughs> you can have a good team and struggle in red zone and ultimately figure it out. Yeah, that's what you're saying the Wild could do. Figure it out. That's what I'm saying. You're saying they can't be a good team, and I'm saying sure. They could be a good. You're saying, team. He's saying they're not a good team. I'm saying, yeah. I think maybe they, they could be. I think they are a decent team right now. They were a decent team. Are last they in the year. playoffs right now? What are they seven eight team, seven eight seed, something like that? Typically, they're sneaking in like they did last year. Right now, okay. Like eight or nine. Okay. Night because they have games in hand. The, but the expectations are much higher this year. Yes. Are they? Yes. Yes. Because the kids are supposed to be a little bit older and a little more established mm-hmm. and. Ready to take on some? Are any of the kids that we love so much uh, bad? Coyle is struggling. Eric Holla hasn't done a heck of a lot this no, year. It's pretty. Holler and Coyle are kind of two good point. Dumbo got sent back down. Yeah, Dumbo was never one of the kids. I mean, he's only eighteen. Or whatever. Yeah, he's just a baby. Uh, he's barely Brady. a millennial. Barely a millennial. He's into the next generation that doesn't even have a name yet. Centennial. Cent- that's the name? Yeah. No, it's not. That's an industry term. Centennial? I don't know if it's going to take hold, but that's an industry term. What? What's the difference between a centennial and a millennial? 18 and up or 17 and under? No, no, no. I mean, but from a marketer's perspective, I how are they I can't divulge this information. <laughs> oh. Jesus. I had paid a lot of money to learn this sort of stuff. I didn't <laughs> give it away for free. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of marketing people listening to this podcast. After working in the advertising well, you never know. After you never working know. for the advertising it's industry for 14 years, it doesn't mean anything. Some savvy Amazon guy is probably like, I'm just going to keep fucking listening to yeah. this idiot. I've been through 83 episodes of this. on the planet. Without he made slip up. Anybody talking about marketing, but this is going to be my time. No reason. Resistance skates? Fuck! <laughs> Get Bezos on the phone. <laughs> Just changes everything. Clarence, it does. It's sound like rollerblading, like... but on ice. Let's do this. It sounds like you're talking over like a really bad CB radio. Clarence. Yeah, you have terrible. I mean, the only thing worse than the wild power play is your internet connection right now, Clarence. I don't know. I, I am hearing you perfectly. So that's is Stu still there? So what the does he think about Stu is. Uh, let's, I'm, hey, he is I'm there. He's brushing his teeth right now. He's getting his jams on. 
I do have jammies on. I do. Stu is listening to an Infinite Guest podcast at this point during our podcast. The thought crossed my mind. Well, Stu, I hope that Stu's the... has been cheating on you guys with another podcast. Yeah, yeah. That would be the ultimate, you know, if we looked over and he's actually recording yeah, he's something. Recording. He's recording. <laughs> and he's got like a professional microphone yeah. on the other one. It's Gleeman, Gleeman and the Geek are there and they're <laughs> yes. recording another podcast during our podcast. <laughs> oh boy, oh. what a slap in the face. Um, no, would, I would... Um, in our bed, Stu. Jesus. The bed we share. My word. Um. Wow. I do hope some of these things come to light in the NHL because I think um, I know I I shit on um, the NHL a lot, but I think hockey is a great sport and it could be a really 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 fun sport to casual fans like me at some point if they can sort if of figure some of this sort of stuff out. So there were rocket skates. If only there were ways to not be tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to be embarrassed because there, I never got tired because I got hit or because I was I always got tired because it was like. Uh, rushes up and down the court, so it was like a lungs thing for me. So I always thought like that was the. Are you just thinking about this because you have a new baby and you're just thinking I'm really tired all the time now? <laughs> no, I'm starting to realize that I just had no um, stamina uh, <laughs> playing hockey, <laughs> like lung capacity. Maybe that's not a problem for other people, but I know I never got like, oh no, I got hit hard. I have to go to the bench. But these maybe guys that's are the way cra- it is. But they're but it's like a. The thing is, no matter what they do, they're all competing against each other. So they all are working out all the time so that they can keep competing against each other. So they're tiring each other out. Yeah, but basketball guys are on the court all the time, right? That would be great if that's the, what it was. Like, Parisi's on the, on the ice 80% of the time. That'd be awesome, right? I agree. Just deal with me, fellas. That. I will agree with that specific yep. statement. I was literally sitting here watching the NBA highlights, the Wolves Sixers highlights, and if you're going to compare the effort that these guys, have, <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know if I necessarily used the worst NBA game in the past uh, 15 years as your, uh, yeah, um, but they, I don't know, whatever. Just dream with me. I'm just asking, yep. just that one uh, thing. Um, okay, well, we're on uh, hour four here of the podcast. Yep. We didn't get to the soccer time. I know. I can't Darn believe it, it either. <laughs> Why did you even get my hopes up? <laughs> whole time you were like, so excited. Uh, no. Thinking about what I would say when we got to the soccer portion. Once again, you're, you've become like the Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, Lindsey Buckingham. What's up with that? Uh, uh, <laughs> we, we ran out of time. We'll get to you Sorry, Lindsey. Uh, okay. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, goodbye. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Happy birthday, Clarence. Thank you. Happy birthday, Clarence. Welcome to the world. Happy birthday, Yes, and thank you, Hans, for coming on. Oh, yes, okay, thank you. This is way better than No Juice, wasn't it? Oh, it was a lot It's more way fun. more fun. <laughs> and it oh. wasn't in the morning. Jesus. <laughs> in the morning. Even Jesus. better. Gross. Okay, bye. Uh, no Juice is the worst. No Juice is the worst. There you go. Love it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.